Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Before I preach the message, I'd like to read a testimony from a Burmese pastor who emailed me with a voice testimony in Thai. He can speak Thai, but he's Burmese. And I asked somebody to transcribe this into English and read to you. This is a testimony from Asia. Greeting to Pastor Lau and Pastor Da. I just want to introduce myself. My name's A. I am currently serving as a pastor at Burmese Church in Bangkok. I want to thank Pastor Lau for sending the information, I mean the teaching. We send him the teaching to me. I have already received it. I just want to share with you the testimonies of what God has done. Thank you for all the teaching series. I listen to your CD all the time. When I am driving in my car, when I wake up in the morning, and when I go to bed. I also bring MP3 with me wherever I go. When I am driving, I'm still listening to your teaching CD all the time. I started to have more faith in God, and my personal life and my ministry life become more fruitful. Right now, I really want to thank Pastor Lau for the teaching through the CD. I feel that the teaching is full of the anointing of God and the authority that comes from God. Because of your teaching, It changes my personal life, my family life, and all the members of my church. I have lots of testimony to share with you, but I want to pick one. I don't want to take up so much of your time. I had been listening to your teaching for about two years now. After I listened to the series called "Ruling and Reigning with Christ," I now understand the use of authority. It also becomes clearer to me that bad things come from the enemy, means Satan. And the good things are from God, according to John ten ten, John chapter ten verse ten. That is what you mentioned on the CD. Before that, I did not understand. I thought all the good and bad things are from God. Now I understand clearly, and I started to command in the name of Jesus. The things that are not from God, I just command in the name of Jesus. For instance, my key and my passport got lost. I just commanded. In the name of Jesus, and it was returned to me. I will not go in detail. There was a lady who did not wash her hair for seven years. She shaved her head for about two years. I went to preach at one of the church in the refugee camp at Mela, and this lady came to pray line. She said that when her hair gets wet, she would feel the numbness coming to her body. It was like having High blood pressure, so I just commanded it in the name of Jesus to be healed. I told her that by faith, just go back home and wash your hair. She got healed instantly. She put some water in her hand to wet her head, and she felt that after doing that for a while, she was fine, and she did not experience the numbness. So she could wash her hair ever since. She went on to give her testimony of how God had healed her. There are 
also other testimonies like the motorcycle that was in the pawn shop, and I pray for it to be returned, and it was returned supernaturally. There are many other testimonies, like someone was in the debt of fifty-seven hundred dollars, and the debt was lifted in the name of Jesus. There were two, these two men who could not walk, and I just commanded in the name of Jesus, and they were healed and able to walk again. There was also this man who drives his motorcycle and was hit by a big semi truck, and he was unconscious for one day. I went to pray for him and commanded in the name of Jesus, and he opened his eyes, even though he was still breathing on the oxygen tank. There are many testimonies after testimonies of how God worked in the life of the people. Through your teaching, I started to have more faith and use it in my ministry, and I really see the fruit. Thank you so much, Pastor Lau. Next time. If I have more time that I can share with you, more Pastor Lau, your teaching CD really produces so much fruit, and I can go out and teach other. I want to thank you so much, and your teaching is so a much blessing to my life and to the Burmese Church. If it is possible, I would like to translate your CD teaching into Burmese language. If you are willing, I can edit and put in Burmese language. I thank you so much for all your teachings, and may God bless you, your family, and your ministry. Let's give hand to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, it's so touching to see the life has been blessed by the ministry of New Hope International Church. What we have invested has blessed people around the world. Amen. We finished, I believe, 12 lessons on um, basic doctrine for Japanese language. And we finished two lessons already in Mandarin. So we're going to keep producing the lesson in different languages and put in the podcast and our website right now. Some brother in LA is helping us to put the sermon in the website. And we're going to spread this sermon all over the world. Amen. Thank God. <clears throat> Today, I will continue to teach about fruitfulness and lay hand on people. Let's start with John chapter 15, verses 1 to 2. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. When you read this scripture, you can see that God expects every believer to bear fruit. And this truth should be taught or conveyed to his people in his churches at large. All the people of God need to know that God expects them to bear fruit fruit. It's not right to say, thank God you get saved. We rejoice that you know Jesus now. Do whatever you want. Go to church sometime during Christmas and during the Resurrection Sunday. And the rest you can do whatever you want. That is not biblical. Biblically, God wants us to go to church, to grow, and to bear fruit. And bear more fruit 
that will last. There are things in life that will eat them up or use up our time and energy and resources and anointings and all the things in our life to the point that we would be unfruitful. Therefore, this lesson I believe is very important to the body of Christ. Today, I want to really inspire you. Today, I want to stir you up to think about bearing fruit. And there are things in our life that need to be purged, need to be pruned, need to be cut off, so that we can bear more fruit. Each of us who is born again is a branch, and Jesus is the vine, and we connect to the vine so that we can bear fruit. People who are not born again are not the branches, and they cannot bear fruit for God. In verse three, the Bible say, "You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you." God want to clean us up so that we will not be anything clogging our life to be unfruitful and unproductive. John chapter 15 verses 4 to 8, the Bible continue to say, "Abide in me, and I in you." As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine; you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. Everyone say much fruit. How many people want to glorify the Father? We need to bear much fruit. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciple. Verse 16: You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. All this scripture so clearly that if we don't live a life of bearing fruit, we don't glorify God. And God will not be pleased with us if we are truly born again Christian. God expects us to bear fruit, and the Bible talk about this again and again and again. Not only by Jesus in John chapter 15. For example, I will read from three version of the Bible in Titus chapter 3 verse 14. New King James version say, "And let our people who learn to maintain good works." To meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful. God does not want us to be unfruitful. In NIV, New International Version, the Bible say, "Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good, in order that they may provide for daily necessities and not live unproductive lives." In another version, New Living Translation say, "Our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive." God does not want us to live a wasted, unproductive, unfruitful, and useless life. 
and we don't want to be unproductive either. That is God's desire for us to be very productive and very fruitful. In this teaching series, this is number seven now. I already taught six of them, and eventually you can download from the computer out there that we're going to set up the table next month that you can download the previous six lesson. God wants us to be fruitful. We're going to learn in many many weeks how to be fruitful. I want to let you know that many people think that they just live day by day, and these people include many Christians. They live day by day. They get up in the morning. They get ready. They go to work. They come home, clean up, take a shower, go to bed. Next day, they get up, get ready, go to work, come home, go to bed, and wake up. They act like they are going to live like this all the days of their life without ending. They think that they're gonna live like that, and they never think that they will get old and die one day. They're gonna live like that forever. Go to work. Come back home. Go to work. Come back home, and they do the same thing again, and again, every day, and they are not gonna be here forever. This is the truth. We are not gonna be here forever. Do you know that nothing that you do in life, no matter what you do, will not last forever. One day, my clinic will be closed down. One day, Microsoft will not be here because Jesus will come back to rule the world and we don't need the internet anymore. We just look at each other at face and we can talk in the spirit. Amen? One day, people that you get around with, that you spend time with, your friends, are going to be gone. They will die and go to somewhere else. Nothing going to last forever. We all going to be gone one day. One day, I will die. One day, you all going to die and be in heaven. I hope so. I hope I will not be surprised when I go to heaven and I don't meet you there. That would be very sad. If you can come out from your body, your spirit come out, and lift it up into the universe, in the spiritual realm, and you look back into the planet, the planet Earth, and if you can do that, I know that we cannot do that, but if we can do that, you will see the word arrival and departure. In other words, the world is a big airport. Every single day, every single year, millions of people are departing the world, departure, and we call that death. And every single year, millions of people arrive into the world, and we call birth or babies. There are departures and arrivals every single day. People die every day. People were born every single day, and we are going to depart too one day. You're going to depart. I will depart one day from this airport. Amen. Thank God that the members of New Hope International Church, when we depart that day, when we get to heaven, we will be smiling and happy and be in a better place with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to have a lot of rewards in heaven. Because we have learned the lesson called fruitfulness, and we will not waste our life away on earth in this limited time. Too many people don't understand about departure and arrival. They just live day by day, and they say this: "I'm just buying my time until I die." Some people say, "I'm killing my time." I hate that terminology, killing my time. 
You know why? Because time is so precious. Time is precious. Time is something that you cannot get back. Time is very limited. Everyone say time is limited. It's precious. You cannot get it back. Amen. When it's gone, it's gone and never come back. So we should not live a life calling, killing time. Actually, as Christians with wisdom, we should redeem the time. We should save time. We should buy the time back that we have lost. Because we have limited time to live a productive life on earth. We need to take care of the time. We thank God that we are living in such a generation that we have the ability to redeem time all the time. Now, we have the technology that we can preach the gospel all over the world without flying to somewhere or riding a vacant or driving on a mule or donkey to preach in somewhere. Thank God for the internet. Thank God for the podcast. Thank God for the MP3 technology. Thank God. I told Pastor Dad this morning when we came to the church that one day when we go to heaven, we're going to look back into the world and see our MP3 and CD spread all over the world. Even after we leave this world, we're still going and going and going and no one can destroy this technology. People continue to listen to the teaching of God. The gospel and the truth will be preached all over the world. Amen. We don't need to spend six months traveling from here to Taiwan. But we can get there within 16 hours. Thank God. We don't need to ride on the back of the horse to go to Everett. But we can get into the car and get there within only half an hour. We thank God for the technology. Why does God give all of this technology to this generation? Because He knows that the time is short. He knows that Jesus is coming back soon. He knows that we don't have a lot of time to preach the gospel all over the world. He knows that there are more people than the generation of Paul and Timothy and Jesus Christ. We have millions of people all over the world that need to be saved. The field is ripe. The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. And the job need to get done. So he gives us all this technology so that the harvest can come in. And we can see more people saved, more people get trained, more pastors get trained, and the church will be prosperous and successful and will be a victorious church. The Lord put us to be born in this generation. I'm glad I was not born in the time of Paul and King David. But you and I were born in such a time as this. That we have all the technology to be more fruitful and more productive for God. Paul, David, Daniel, Peter, Joseph are not here today. They were born many thousand years ago. They had their time and this is our time to preach the gospel and to be fruitful for God. Right now, Paul, Peter, Joseph, and David are in heaven observing all of us. And they're cheering us right now. They say, New Hope International Church, do it, do it, do it. Be productive, be fruitful. Go for it, go for it. The rewards are ready for you in heaven. Get going, don't stop. 
They are cheering us right now from heaven. All this crowd of witnesses in heaven. I believe that if you could go to heaven and meet with Paul right now, Paul would come to you with a big smile and say, "You know, man, if I would have had an internet, if I would have the TV camera, a jet to fly like you guy, oh, I would be more productive than." 2,000 years ago, but Paul did not have jet. Paul did not have podcast, an iPod, an MP3 machine. Paul did not have Dropbox and internet. Now I send sermon to all over the world through Dropbox. Yesterday, one pastor from California said, "We want the Japanese and Chinese sermon to go to China and go to." Japan, we have contacts there. Could you please contact my secretary? We're going to send out the sermon to those countries through Dropbox. Amen. We thank God for the technology. The Lord is so gracious to us. He allowed us to have all these tools and all this technology. Everyone say, "This is my time. This is our time. We will be more fruitful. We're going to see a great harvest." Amen. So I come to this point. Everyone agree that we will not live here forever. Everyone agrees that we're gonna leave this world one day. And now the question is, what do we do with our time? Are we gonna kill time each day, do nothing? Are we gonna make it count? Are we gonna be fruitful and productive? What are we doing each day with our resources, with our energy, with our money? With our time and gifts and abilities, are we going to waste it away? Are we going to make it fruitful and productive for the kingdom of God? Life on earth is short, and one day we're going to live in heaven forever. Are you preparing yourself for eternity? Are you going to go to heaven one day and say, "Thank God that I listened to that sermon called fruitfulness"? That when I come to heaven, I I'm not in a remorse and feel sorry for myself that I waste my time away. I come to heaven without any reward. I believe that all of you who respond to this teaching will go to heaven with big rewards. How many people agree with me that our life is like a mist or a vapor? It's here and it's gone. Yesterday I met my sister-in-law. She talked about my auntie and uncle and all the relatives. They're all right now 80, 90 years old. I remember I was a young boy, and there were young men and women, and they were working hard. They look good. Now they're 80 and 90 years old, and all of them now have bad sickness, Alzheimer and cancer and back problem and knee problem, and they are dying. They are not believers, though. These people are not believers in Thailand. And when I listen to that. Two things that happen in my mind. I need to lay hand more, kick out all the demon of cancer from my church. I don't want members in this church when they get to 90 years old, they're gonna have cancer. No way. Get them out of the church. Kick all the demon out of the church. Amen. Kick out all the curses of cancer and disease and sickness out of the church. The second thing I was thinking: they are 80, 90 years old now. My dad is 94, and one day I'm gonna turn 94. At that time. My energy will not be this level. Now is the time that we need to hurry up to produce fruit for God. Don't go to heaven and talk to yourself. Wow, 
I realize now that I have wasted so much time in this life. I hope I could go back there and restart again, but it will be too late because you have only one life to live. One of the big tricks that the enemy tried to do to the church is the word procrastination. The devil cannot make you disagree with God that you will not serve God. He may not be able to make you quit going to church or decide that you will not serve God. But what he is doing in you, the second trick, not only lie that you should not serve God, but he say, let's wait for next year. I think next year will be better. And when next year comes, he will say, I think next year after you pay off that debt, you can serve God. He's going to ask you to keep procrastinating and procrastinating, do nothing for God, And you may have a grandiose idea of what you're going to do for God. Maybe reach out to the whole world, set up the internet, set up the website, and we're going to preach the whole world. And he will make you procrastinating and procrastinating. And one day you're out of here, of this world, and you get to heaven, and you find out that you did not do anything with it. You just waste your life away because of the word procrastination. And the devil will say to you, if you do God's work right now, how are you going to pay off your debt? How are you going to have enough money to buy food? He lies. In fact, if you seek the kingdom of God first, if you live your life for God, God is a good employer. He will pay his employee very well. You know who is my employer? My Father in heaven. I and Pastor Da serve God since we got on the bus. We did not have a car in Seattle. We still serve God. We did not have a house. We live in the basement of somebody's house. No money, no house, no saving, no mortgage, nothing. We were still serving God. And as we serve God, our employer, the Father, keep providing for us and we keep increasing and increasing because we did not procrastinate serving the Lord. Don't procrastinate because your time is short. Everyone say, my time is short. Don't say this word. Let me pray about it. Let me think about it. You start to produce fruit now. Amen? You notice that in the world right now, Many bad things are happening. Hurricane, war, civil war, people kill each other. Sins, curses, sickness, disease. So many bad things happen. I have to admit to you, it bothers me. Really bothers me very badly. When I heard about earthquake, five earthquakes a few days ago. One in Japan, two in California, and the other two on the East Coast. I watched TV about a hurricane in New York area. It bothered me to see the suffering of people. Do you think those things bother God? I believe so. I believe that God put up with all of these things for many years. But why we see all of these things? Because one word, free will. Man was created to have free will. And when we choose to sin, it brings death and calamity. Amen? Right now, people in America are choosing their own way. They don't want God anymore. We cannot preach the gospel in the school. People reject God. And that is their free will. 
And that's why we see a lot of problem in America right now. Economy. God want us to be fruitful. God want us to help this nation and all over the world to come back to Him as soon as possible. They have a free will to choose God or to reject God. But our job is to preach the gospel. Our job is to tell them the truth, and they have to make choice. Amen. And if we use all the technology, the anointing, and all the things that God gives to us, we will see the fruit. When God first created Adam and Eve, they were supposed to live forever. Do you know that? They were not supposed to die. And even after Adam and Eve sinned against God, humanity lived for many hundred years, 900 years, 800 years. And eventually God could not tolerate the wickedness of man anymore. Man chose to sin against God. So God cut down the lifespan of people from 900 years to about 80 to 120 years. Why God cut the lifespan of people? Because he did not want us to live on earth, to keep sinning and doing bad stuff on earth here. If you want to live long, you need to live for God. So God will allow you to live on this earth longer. He will not allow you to be taken away too soon. Amen? How many people want to live a long life? Amen. Don't live in wickedness. Our life now is so short. It's like a vapor. It's like a mist. Amen? Many young people think that five years is equal to eternity. How many people, when you were five years old, you feel that each year is so slow? I felt that way. But when you turn 60 years old, when you turn 50 years old, each year is so fast. Life is short now, and you start to count down, count down how many days you have. Think about it. If you live only 100 years, and some of you are 70 years old already, 30 years, by 52, how many weeks you have left? 1,500 weeks left. And each week, do you notice, has gone very fast. We just had the church last Sunday, and in the few blinking of the eyes, Sunday again? You think 1,500 weeks is long? No. We have short time on this earth. There is no time to play game anymore. And not only that, how do you know you're going to live 200 years old? You may not. You may have only two years left, even though you're 35 years old, because you smoke too much and the heart artery is clocking up right now. So you may die because of heart attack because you smoked too much when you were young. Unless God heal you in the church. We don't know what we're going to have tomorrow. We don't know we're going to live tomorrow. Amen? What are we going to do with our time? Our time is short and precious. And it's going to be over one day. Everyone turn to each other. Your time is going to be over one day. The Lord wants us to be fruitful. Amen? Amen? And we can see that evidence. I don't have much time to preach now. I need to stop soon. I just want to make sure. I want to really stir you today to go home and think about this message. Because sometimes we just live day by day, killing time. I don't care. I still live a long time. 
No, God has done so many things for the church. He has given us good Bible, good teaching, the anointing, the fire, good brother and sister, good church to attend. God has given us the tools and technology. Please don't live a wasted life. Please don't be unproductive. Don't live a useless life. Start from today on. Make a decision. Ask yourself, what I'm gonna do with my life from now on? What I'm gonna do with my time, energy, money? Do you notice that we all have we call tradition and habit? How many of you notice that you do the same thing, the same way, the same time for years and years and years? Some of you even sit on the same chair in this church for years already. You walk in and you sit in the same row in the same chair. And I noticed that for many years already. We call tradition. We call habit. Why are we living with tradition and habit? I tell you why. Because we are not required to change. Why we are not required to change? Because we never think about fruitfulness. If we think about fruitfulness, we begin to pray. Ask God what is next. What are I going to do with my life? You're going to not live in tradition anymore when you want to be fruitful. Something change is going to happen. Amen? Everyone say, changes are good. You notice that we cannot avoid change. People come, people go. Your friend come, your friend go. Life change. No tradition. Why tradition is easy for us? Do the same thing the same way every time, the same way, the same time. Tradition. Because you don't have to think about it. It's easy. But when you're on the move with the wind of the Holy Spirit, when you're on the move to do something more fruitful for God, you have to change. You may have to change your friends. Now I and Pastor Dan need to fly to Tokyo and Ibaraki. Because we change now. Next year we have to fly to Germany. We used to fly only Thailand, Thailand, Thailand. Now God moved us to fly to Germany. And I even talked to Pastor Dan. One day I believe we're going to go to that wall of China. We're going to fly to China. Not to see the wall though. I don't care about that wall. I want to preach the gospel. Amen. But the wall is just a sightseeing a little bit. If we're going to get there, maybe we should see the wall too. But you ask me just to fly to see the wall, I'm not going. I'm going to preach the gospel. Because time is short. Amen. We need to wake up. This is a wake up call. Amen. Ask this question. Let us examine our heart. Let us examine our heart. What I am I going to do with my life? And who tell me to do that? My flesh or God tell me to do that? Is what I'm doing producing some fruit? Or it's just a waste? Or just unproductive? What I'm spending my time producing fruit? Is that the fruit will remain? Will that fruit be remaining for eternity? Or I'm just killing my time every single day. I'm going to do something that counts and make a difference or not in this life. Don't take me wrong. I'm not saying that you don't spend time with your wife to have dinner together. Pastor Da and I plan to have once a month 
dating. We went last Thursday. We went to a restaurant with the piano. Wow, it's good to date at least once a month. There's nothing wrong about having vacation. Actually, all of these things for the kingdom of God anyway. I and my wife, we need to get along. We need to love each other. We need to be united. So my relationship with my wife is important for the fruitfulness of the kingdom of God. My time with my kids is important. I'm not talking that you have to sit there and pray all day long. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible all day long. Mm-hmm. Some people just sit at home reading the Bible all day long. I'm very spiritual. I never do anything else except reading the Bible. No, there are times of laughter. There are times of crying together. There are times of fellowship. There are times of spending with the family. There are different times of life, but everything we do will produce fruit, either directly or indirectly. Don't take this sermon wrong that Pastor Lao teach me that every day I have to sit and pray and read the Bible 24 hours a day, do nothing else. No. I operated on her. That is the ministry. I saved her life. That testimony that you listened a while ago. I saved her life. In fact, I tell you the truth. The last day I met you, I'm going to sign off. And the Lord spoke to me. Pray for her that she will be saved. I don't usually pray for people in the hospital because I don't want to intrude into people's faith or personal unless they allow. But because you were unconscious anyway. (laughs) You cannot resist me. (laughs) So I lay hand and pray. God bless this family. Save her Lord. That's it. And I walk out and I never met her for nine months. That is the ministry. Hospital is my ministry. I was productive and fruitful in the hospital for the kingdom of God. Amen? So, in conclusion today, I plan to preach three more pages, but I don't have time. In conclusion, today I just want to stir you up. That life is short. How are you going to manage your life? Are you going to leave this world and be regretful when you get to heaven and say, I have done nothing. I come to heaven empty-handed. Or you're going to get there and have a big crowd of righteousness. And you can say to the Lord, I have done my best. I have run the race. I finished the course. I fight a good fight of faith. And I come in with a big smile. And the Lord say, come in good and faithful servant, come and rejoice together. I want to stir you up today. Don't waste your time any longer. Don't waste your life away. Life is too short to waste away. Life is too precious to waste away. Let's serve God together. Let's do the work of God together. Amen? Let's run the race together. Preach the gospel. Save people. See more disciples on earth here. Last night, the servant in Japan called Pasada and said, Wow, it's really tough in Japan. She tried to preach and she said, This is really tough. And I told this servant of God, Be good cheer. Be good cheer. Don't give up. Keep doing it. You're going to reap the harvest. And this is your training. 
10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to preach in front of a lot of people, and many people are going to be saved. This is a time of training for you. Don't give up. I cheer this person up and say, "Don't give up. You are doing the right thing. Do the best you can." Amen. How many people promise God that you will not waste your life away? You will be productive and fruitful. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But I want to talk to a few people who are not Christians yet. If you are not a believer, if you don't know Jesus, you are not even sure you're going to get to heaven. I want to encourage you that after this life, definitely it will be next life, either hell or heaven. You make a choice whether you want to go to heaven or you want to go to hell. For me and my household, we will serve the Lord and we will go to heaven. I want to encourage you to go to heaven with me by repenting of your sin. I agree with God that I am a sinner and have made mistake in my life. Two, invite Jesus into your life, who died for you, who paid the price of sin for you. Very simple. Give your life to Jesus, and from now on, you start to live a productive life for God. If you want to do that, I like to lead you in prayer. Jesus said in the Bible, "I'm knocking at the door, and if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in." You need to open the door of your heart. You need to invite Him. He will not force you to come into your life. You need to say, "Yes, Jesus, come in. I want to be a child of God. I want to encourage you to do so." How many people want to go to heaven and be a child of God? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Want to be a child of God? Why don't you keep your hand up and pray with me? Father in heaven, I want to be your child. You created me. I have made mistakes, but by your grace, you sent your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin. Today, I repent from my sin, and I turn to you and ask you for forgiveness. Lord Jesus, come into my life. You are my Lord and my Savior. You shed your blood to save me. Come into my life. From today on. I want to live a fruitful life. Help me, Lord. One day, I will be in heaven with you for eternity. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a m a l gathered in your name, I live to. You.